Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and it's Phil too. Guys, what another wonderful week in sports here. I mean, playoffs, we're headed into the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference Finals yep. for the NBA. NHL has just started their second round as well. And as always, can't have a week without some decent NFL news coming NFL out as well. NFL news always seems to come through. Every week, it always comes through a little bit. But first, I have a couple of jokes. And then I actually have, this is a little bit different. It's a conspiracy theory, but it's a sports conspiracy theory. And it's very stupid, but also very interesting. All right, let's go for it. <clears throat> okay, we'll go for the jokes first. So, first, my wife told me to pick up six cans of Sprite on my way home from work yesterday. When I got home, I realized I had picked up picked seven up. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> I know. That is so dumb. Okay, okay. So, so, you're American when you go into the bathroom. You're American when you come out of the bathroom. Where are you when you're in the bathroom? In a can? European. <laughs> I like that. Actually. I like that one. Oh, yeah. My mother-in-law actually sent me those jokes. So Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Someone great. in this family has got to have a sense of humor. I well, okay. But actually, they all do. I'm the one that, like, it's just a stupid sense of humor. Okay. So, I actually saw this on a TikTok, and I actually did a little bit of research on it, because it was actually fairly... Honestly, it was kind of stupid when I first heard it. It's kind of weird how some of the stuff lines up. Mm-hmm. So here's the conspiracy theory. You ready? Let's hear it. Jimmy Butler is the long lost son of Michael Jordan. Does he have a lost son? He does. H- how do we know okay. this though? Okay. So let me see if I can pull it up really quick because I looked at it and it was interesting. Um. Let me see. Because I saved it because I was like, holy crap, that's kind of insane. Um, I wonder if... I'll just cut this out. I'm going... Yes, it's actually very... It's actually kind of crazy because the certain timelines of how things happened weirdly match up with how jimmy butler came into this and his own background growing up it actually makes sense but like that's does this make more sense than auto auto porter jr being a grandson of wilt chamberlain that's kind of crazy too if you look at that they look weirdly crazy they look so similar um okay let me see if i can find because i saw it and i was like there's no way but then when i actually looked more at it maybe i don't have it where is it let me see jimmy butler yeah jimmy butler michael jordan okay so yeah michael jordan is actually jimmy butler's father yeah this is one of them let me see so, I guess Jordan had, like, a child in 1988, and he gave it up, supposedly. This is all, it's a theory. On yep, the, of course. speculation. Of course. So, then, I think to not ruin his marriage, he paid the mother to take care of it. I think it was, like, he gave her enough money for, like, 13 years or something. Okay. Um, and then... And around around the same time, it was 1988, and I think that's when Jimmy Butler was born. 1988. Am I right? Can't, I think. Uh, let me, let me check that really yeah, quick, just because if that's way off, then 88. Like, 
Yeah. Jimmy Butler. It's like 88, 89. Jimmy Butler was born on September 14th, 1989. 1989. Okay. So, pretty close. He was born around the same time this all happened. And if there's, there's pictures of when Jimmy Butler was younger and you kind of compare the two. It's kind of scary how similar they look. It's again, this is all just a theory because, like, there's no actual like stance on it. I mean, I can kind of see it's, it. It's it's there's enough resemblance where it wouldn't be totally out there, and because we also don't know what the mother looks like. It's true. Um, and they are are they're also built very similar. Okay. Um. Let me see. There was something else that lined up. I think I think Jimmy Butler, if I'm not mistaken, I could... So around 13 years, was that's about how long it was rumored that uh, he paid this woman to take care of it. The only reason why he didn't keep the kid and just kind of help pay, take care of it is so he could like not ruin his marriage, which I mean, so that should still affair. ruin your yeah, marriage yeah. anyways, but whatever. Um, yeah, and... I think Jimmy Butler left his home at age 13 or something like that. Like his mom. I think he was kicked out of his house yeah, or something like that. Yeah, kicked out at age 13. Little weird. Just a lot of things that were kind of lining up. There's there's a lot of cool little weird coincidences that line up to where it could possibly be true. Now, obviously, I don't believe this, but it is kind of cool to look at because can you imagine if that were true? That would be pretty they sick. Look, they look similar. They pl- almost play similar like... Like, they're built very, you know, they have very, very, very similar body structure. I don't know. Just the fact that he paid a woman, supposedly, to take care of this person. Like, I think there was enough money. It didn't say, like, oh, he uh, gave her enough. Here's enough money for 13 years. Like, he didn't say that. He just gave her a lot of money. And I guess, supposedly, that was enough to cover for about 13 years at that point in time. And then at age 13, Jimmy Butler's kicked out. Probably because she can't take care of the kid anymore. That's true. I could see that. So, I don't know. Like, it's a very far-fetched It's a far-fetched. Theory. It's an interesting theory, though. But it, it is very interesting to kind of look at. I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of crazy. Because <laughs> I think that's starting to become more of a popular theory in the sports world right now. Like, I think it's very, very recent that that actually came out. Um, but, no, I don't know. I was just kind of interesting, interesting to start that off with because I had never seen that before. And But when you look into it. Although, if you deep dive into conspiracy theories, they're almost scarily convincing, some of them, and then others Mm -hmm. are just stupid. This one is kind of weirdly convincing. It's not totally there, but there are other times where it's just kind of fun to look at. Yeah, no, 100%. I can see that. So, yeah. Anyways, now, let's move on. Um, Football news. So, first things first, Bradbury signed with the Eagles. Low key, that team is starting to look really good. I mean, so you got two corners. You got James Bradbury and you got Darius Slay. Yep. So that's a top five corner duo in the league, if you ask me. Oh, oh yeah. 110%. Extremely good. Luca with the and one. Oh, almost the and one. Just kidding. Um, mm. Not only that, they traded for AJ Brown and all they gave up was a first round and I think a third round pick. For a player who apparently couldn't make it through his first training camp with the Titans, Traylon Burks. Um, but that's a story for later. Yeah. Not only that, they go in. They also get arguably, I consider, maybe one of the top three steals in the draft. N'Kobe Dean got him in the third round. That guy was should have, could have, must have. I don't know what the heck all other 32 teams are doing. I don't know. Anyways, point is, 
they got him in the third round as well. Mm-hmm. And not only that, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he he is poised to take a big step forward because he's got the weapons around him and his defense is getting better as well. And not yeah. to mention they play in arguably the worst division and have the worst division in years. Yeah. So according to Shefty, uh, he signed a one-year $10 million deal. So it's nothing crazy right now. Um, but he was initially approached by 11 teams. 11 teams. It says James Bradbury initially had 11 teams reach out. His agents whittled it down to three teams, and eventually he chose the Eagles over the others. Uh, one-year deal, will pay the Eagles will pay him $7.5 million, including $7.25 million guaranteed, and another $2.5 million in upside, bringing the total value to the deal to $10 million. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Because the Eagles, I think, are going to be a – I don't think they're considered like a top pick, like a top uh, team right now. But I think they – to me, they're a sleeper right now. I think they're a very good pick to win the NFC East. I feel like that should be easy for them. Yes. Because the Cowboys aren't going to do anything. Regular season, they're okay. Come playoffs, though, they're, you know. Even regular season, they're not that great. That's why I said okay. (laughs) Yeah. Don't forget, um, all four NFC East teams have the easiest schedules in the NFL this year. Yep. Yep. Probably because they play each other. <laughs> exactly. That's, a huge, that's literally a huge part of it. Ooh. So, also something else that was kind of interesting that I forgot to mention. Uh, Dolphins actually signed Chiefs linebacker Melvin Ingram. The Dolphins signed him? Okay. Yep, today. I, I like that because they need they definitely need some pass rush. I also like it because he's not in the NFA, AFC West anymore. Yep. So, I'm not going to complain about that. Which also kind of comes back to my point where I talked about the Chiefs struggling to make the playoffs. They just lost another defender. A, a, who, when he joined the Chiefs, the Chief, that had upgraded their whole defense. 110%. Now yes. he's gone. Now they're not going to have any pa- Remember how the Chiefs' defense was like the worst throughout the first half of the year? It changed when they got Ingram. Yeah. Like Ingram now just gave him like a whole other jolt of energy. Now he's Now gone. they don't have Teron Matthew. Nope, not They don't have too. Daniel Sorensen. That's a plus. I know. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's a plus. That, that's like a weird, like, because he did good in certain moments, but that first half of the year, oh my god, He was arguably the worst player in the NFL. Yeah, you, oh, poor BYU. <laughs> Shout out my BYU career. Yeah, that's so rough. <laughs> BYU has a really um, bad outside stigma. Outside of Chris Jones, they had no pass rush, and even then, Chris Jones struggled. Well, and that's well, and the thing is, he struggled because no one's worried about anybody else on that line. Exactly. So you, what, you double team him every time, and he's he's not like an Aaron Donald. Who will literally throw a lineman off of you? Exactly. <clears throat> so no, that was just kind of interesting. Um, the next uh, thing is Deshaun Watson. So there's, this man is meeting with the NFL in Texas this week. Mm-hmm. He's already had a couple of meetings. There's some speculation that he's expected to be suspended for somewhere around three to four weeks. Yep, three to four weeks is the only thing that's come out, and that's still not confirmed. Is that a fair punishment? I think it's fair only because. When you look at these other teams and players that have had different situations, like Ben Roethlisberger is always one that comes to mind because he was never acquitted or anything, right? He was never, like, charged for it or anything. Exactly. But that's because that was settled privately outside of court. Money talks in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, There are other cases where, like, things have happened. But in this case, I think people forget you're innocent until you're proven guilty. That's how the system works and how it should be, right? Yep. He was proven to be innocent. That's how the court found him, was innocent. So he never broke any laws according to, you know. The law. The, the according, <laughs> according to how the trial went. Yeah. So if he didn't actually do anything wrong, the only thing he was, uh, the only thing that caused him not to play was being accused. 
I honestly wouldn't even be totally shocked if they didn't suspend him. I think three to four weeks is pretty fair. I could see that. Now, like I said, if he had actually settled outside of court or something or made a deal or was found guilty and then served time and then came back or something, that's different. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he was actually proven innocent by the way the trials went, I honestly don't see any reason why it should be more than that. I like it. I like it. So three to four weeks arguably seems like, a, I don't want to say an okay punishment or a decent, but that looks like what it's going to be. It would look a lot worse if they didn't punish him, I think, because mm-hmm. like, cause you don't, it's hard to say, and we're not going to say whether that was he is innocent or not, because mm-hmm. that, for me, a lot of women, it, that's kind of crazy. But that makes me think maybe it wasn't, and it was maybe a little like scheme to get out of Houston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Then again, if it is true, then that's horrible. So it's just too crazy on either side to really go too far into it. Yeah. So, no, so that's kind of interesting. Um, I'd love to see him back. Um, it looks like Mayfield might play three weeks <laughs> if he's not traded. <laughs> and then to Sean To be Watson. fair, th- didn't they trade for like another. That's true, but I can't remember who. I got to pull I gotta pull up who it was, but I'm pretty sure they traded for another quarterback. I think it was Josh. Um... What's his name? Josh Dobbs? Was it? Let me pull it up here. I have no idea, but I do remember. I do remember something like that. Yeah, Josh or Robert um, Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, they traded for him from the Steelers. I think it was for like a seventh round pick or something like that. So he's. I, I still think Mayfield would start over him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is, if he's not traded, and like, I guess the only team that was interested really was the Carolina Panthers, and the Panthers teammates don't want him. So we'll see. <laughs> We'll see what happens. There's still a lot to happen there. Um, so, moving on. More football news. Jair Alexander, highest paid. Uh, on an annual base salary. Four-year, $84 million extension. $84 million. Jacoby Brissett. That's what I was thinking of. Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is now a Cleveland Brown, too. Brissett. I actually like Brissett. He's not that great, but he's just like one of those guys you no reason to hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's all yeah, right. Yeah, he's nothing special, but at the same time, he's not terrible. He's definitely a – I would say he's a top-tier backup quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Put him right there with Carson Wentz, maybe. <laughs> if that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so I just have to get a shot in my always, can. Jair Alexander, congratulations. Four-year, $84 million contract, beating out Jalen Ramsey for the highest-paid quarterback in the league. How much of this of these um, raising cornerback contracts is a result of the wide receiver market being just thrown out of limbo? I think it's got a lot to do with it in a way to where why not try to get that kind of money? If you're because I mean the Packers the thing is what's funny is the Packers couldn't be like oh we don't have that money. <laughs> Because they were going to offer that to Devontae. They were going to yep. offer a lot more I mean, than they that. gave 50 to Aaron, so. Yeah, so, yeah, per year. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's not like they couldn't be like, well, we don't have this. So, I mean, if the market and money is out there, why not go for it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I feel like just the whole Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk thing. Just threw it, that whole market at, just, at, out of sorts. It's so wacky. It's like not even, it's not consistent either. Because... Oh my gosh! What receiver just signed with somebody for like it was only for like ten million or something like that? I can't remember. Is it Jarvis Landry? It was Landry. Yeah, he signed with the, the Saints, Saints, and it wasn't for very much at all. Which I don't think he did. Like, I think he deserves it more than Christian Kirk. 
Okay. Kirk does not deserve the potential $21 million he's looking at getting. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I think he deserves more than Christian Kirk, but, you know, mm-hmm. any, anyways. Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool to see. Um, I don't know, do you think they – I'm just kind of confused as to why they're investing so much money into to that instead of maybe trying to pick up a new receiver. All right, so we're, we're, we're kind of coming to the end of the second wave of free agency in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Just some quick snapshots here. I want Give me your three best, three worst free agent signings in no particular order. Oh, just like overall? Just overall. No particular order, just the ones you think were the three best overall, the three worst overall. The For any team? For any team. Well, Christian Kirk was one because that just killed everything. Um, I think one of – I don't know. Um Gosh, now I can't even think of anybody that's been signed anywhere. Um, where did Chandler Jones go again? Chandler Jones is with the Raiders. That's right. I think that was a huge uh, pickup. And Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. Well, he wasn't traded. He was signed there, right? Or was he, was he, traded. he was traded. He was traded? Oh, that's right. He was traded. So, yeah, Chandler Jones is pretty crazy. Um, I can't really think of worst besides the Christian Kirk thing just because of how – because that kind of set like a domino effect onto how the rest of free agency was affected. Because I think there could have been a lot more signings that happened if that one signing didn't happen. That's true. That's, that's interesting. Let me give you a couple that I think maybe at the very least may have scratched heads. Only because they were kind of... What's the right way of putting this? Awkward maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see if I can pull them up here real quick. Where you at here? If I can find it. Okay. Well, I mean, most of them are basically Jacksonville signings, but, um, what about Zay Jones? Yeah. I mean, he got a three year, $24 million contract with a potential of 30 mil, which means he'd be in the range of Jarvis Landry. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. Another one that I would be looking at from them as well is going to be Foya Aluakon. So Foya Luwakon got a three-year, $15 million deal. I think that's top 15 in the league. Wow. Now, just because most people don't know who he is doesn't mean he's not good. But at the same time, this guy was basically just a part-time. But if you also aren't really known, that means you haven't done anything to get recognized. Mm-hmm. So in a way, you kind of need to be what popular in sense of, of speaking when you're wanting, wanting to get paid. Because in the NFL or sports in general, unless the only other reason you're going to get popular if you're not doing something like good is if you do something really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not really known, I don't know. Because, I don't know. Because if you don't even have the, because at least you can maybe look up stats and be like, oh, yeah, that's true. But this guy is like, didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was like, yeah, he wasn't quite known, but he plays really well and this is why. No, it's just kind of like, yeah, you might be our best shot. <laughs> Let me give you two other names here that I, I that left me scratching my head. Marcus Mariota. Just kind of like they don't want to compete, but they do want to do just enough to make it look like they are competing. See, that one I kind of liked because I want Marcus Mariota to get another chance. Cause I, I don't wanted to get another fair. chance, but I don't know if that's the best place to do it. I think... I think that wasn't they. He wasn't their first choice. Mm-hmm. But I think after everything happened, that was kind of the best option for what they had. Yeah. I don't necessarily hate that one. I actually, because I think Marcus Mariota, like I said before, he didn't quite get railroaded, 
But like he, Ryan Tannehill was put in at the same time Derrick Henry was hitting his peak, so it kind of like made Ryan Tannehill look extremely well. Okay. Let me give you one other name here, just because I'm extremely surprised that this person still is in the NFL. Mr. Interception himself, Nathan Peterman. Yeah, I, I I do not know how this guy is still in the NFL. Do you know what team he is with now? I don't. Take a guess. A Jacksonville? Just because no. they made a lot of weird picks. Uh, I can't even think. I don't know. Give me a hint. It's in the NFC. And they actually signed another quarterback. Which is funny because they already have their starting quarterback. I understand signing one of them as your backup, but they signed two in the offseason here. The other one they the other one they signed was Trevor Simeon. Oh my gosh, I forgot he even existed. Yeah, well, he's actually decent. He started some games last year for the Saints. It was the Bears that signed them both. The Bears. The Bears signed Nathan <laughs> Peterman. Dude, the Bears. That is just... not the person you want sitting behind Justin Fields. No, like. I dude, just uh, the freaking yep. Bears, bro. I feel yep. they're a team that like nobody hates, but like unless you're a Packers fan, unless you're a Packers fan, but they like are struggling and have been for so long. Like, it, not even Jay Cutler could do anything for them. <laughs> no, I mean, and Jay Cutler was not a terrible. He wasn't quarterback. awful. He was not great, mm, but he could have. I mean, but he could have been worse. Oh yeah, much I mean, much worse. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Dang. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I mean, Odell still hasn't been signed, and I think a big part of that is because of the market craziness. Well, and also he's, he's hurt, injured. But he, he, I know, yeah, he is hurt. But if you look at how good he was, I could still see teams wanting to take a chance on getting him. True, but you got to look at it this way. He got hurt in the Super Bowl, tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. It's usually around the 10 to 12-month recovery for that. Mm-hmm. There's a chance he doesn't even play in the Super Bowl this year, even if he did get him back. Yeah. So, like, why wait? Why sign him this offseason when you could wait till he gets healthier for next offseason? Because yeah. if you sign him this year, there's literally nothing he's going to be able it's, to do for you. It is also, though, if you're looking at it like an investment, though, too. Because that's what next offseason is, though. But that's what I'm saying. But No, no, no. But if you don't think... Why not sign him now before someone else could grab him next year when he's healthy? Because if you believe he's going to get healthy and is going to be good, why not just grab him? I think part of it's on Odell. Because almost because he knows what his worth is. He does not want to take less than what he believes is worth. And teams that's, are not looking at paying him that right now just because he's coming off that torn ACL. That's fair. So if they, I my guess on Odell is that, that they're probably going to wait it's for the probably, market to either settle. You know what? It might be all Odell because. It, he's Odell. Why wouldn't you take a chance on him? Exactly. Especially after seeing him in the Super Bowl. Exactly. I think it's Odell, really. Maybe Odell's just trying to take a step back, get fully healed, you know, show teams what he can actually do next offseason. And then that's when the offers, he might look at actually accepting an offer. Right. So that's what I would think is going to end up happening with Odell Beckham Jr. here. Why don't we hop on over, though, to the NBA? Because there's some good stuff happening. There's here. some weird stuff that happened. First things first, craziest thing I saw was Rajon Rondo. Dude. That man, I, I don't know all the details. Would you have expected this at all from him? I never knew that folding clothes could provoke someone I, so I, much. I, I know. I actually saved the article. I was getting. Let me see. One second. It's so. It's so bizarre. It, like you said, we're missing. We have to be missing. There, there's a chunk of the story we're clearly not having here because just simply asking your son 
to fold clothes should not result in that child's father pulling a gun on the mother. So here's what happened. So the article starts off by saying the mother of Rajan Rondo's children have been granted an emergency protective order after he allegedly pulled a gun on her and threatened to kill her. So that's how the article starts out. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. So Ashley Bachelor. Bachelor, whatever. The NBA point guard's 36-year-old ex-girlfriend claims that Rondo was playing video games with their son last week when she asked the boy to do when she asked the boy to finish doing laundry, according to the order obtained by Louisville Courier Journal Monday. So yeah, he was just playing video games, and the mom asked the kid to do some laundry. So either the was like Rondo like winning and didn't want to st- I don't like I don't understand I do not understand exactly what was going on there but there's again there's clearly something we're missing in the picture there because at the end of the day it makes zero sense for Rondo to be doing that kind of stuff unless there's something we're missing Yeah so Rondo 36 became this is how they described it became enraged and ripped the video game console from the wall hopefully it wasn't a PS5 cuz good luck getting that back <laughs> when their son got up Smashed a teacup in front of their daughter, began throwing things around the house and outside, then drove his car onto the lawn, according to Bachelor, the um, wife. The, mo- the mom, yeah. Or not wife, yeah, the mom. Um, come on, Daily News, stop it. After that, he gets out of the car and says, you're dead. Allegedly told her ex-girlfriend when she was asked why he was a- acting out. Instead of calling police, Bachelor said she called the former police chief personally, scared of how Rondo would continue to react. He left, then came back 15 minutes later, began hitting the back window with a gun, this is Rondo, according to the protective order request. Still waving his gun, Rondo allegedly screamed at both children, asking why they were afraid of him. I mean, it's really not that hard to figure out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Rondo's parents eventually showed up and he let the children back inside the house but could not be calmed down. Despite Rondo trying to block the door, Bachelor said she was able to get inside and bring the children upstairs with her. The former police chief, Vet Gentry, was eventually able to get the gun from Rondo who left the house. Rondo has been ordered to stay 500 feet away from Bachelor and their children and must surrender all firearms. The NBA said they are aware of the report and are in the process of gathering more information. Because this happened, I think, like literally this time yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, this was this is a very fresh report here. Like, yeah, like literally, I think this report came out almost exactly this time yesterday, if not a little bit earlier. Freaking Rondo is just... Yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, what's, what's, come on. What's crazy is he says um, he's now an unrestricted free agent this year. Well... <laughs> Good luck getting signed by a new team. You know, I'm sorry. I've seen people with worse on their record get signed or even traded and given a fully $200 million contract, but it's fine. Oh, my God. That's that's a story for a different person that that we've already gone over. That's a story for a different day. (laughs) Okay. A couple things here. Obviously, that Rondo – I mean, I don't know what the heck is going through Rondo's mind here. Like, what would elicit that kind of reaction, especially in front of his children? You got to think either one of two things. Again, we've mentioned first, we're missing part of the story. Or Rondo, unfortunately, might have been on something. Like that's, that's also what, another thing to strongly consider. That's what I was thinking. Either he was on something, because you'd think if someone was mentally ill, then that would have been—I don't want to say seen, because that's kind of very arrogant to say. Oh, we should have seen the signs, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like to go with that crazy, 
that couldn't have been his first occurrence if it was some sort of mental health issue. Yeah, that, that's why it's just it's it's kind of crazy to me thinking that's kind of how it is. But at the end of the day, I hope Rondo gets the help he needs, and I hope obviously that for his children's sake that you know everything turns Dude, out okay. Poor, his poor children had to mm-hmm. like watch that. Like, holy crap! Why are you afraid of me? Well, I can give you a few reasons. I can give you a lot of reasons why. <laughs> For one, you're screaming. Let's not even get to the gun yet. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. you're throwing stuff around. You ripped his Xbox or PlayStation, which, again, if it's PS5, you're not going to buy one again because those are so freaking hard to find. Yep. And you are banging on the walls. Now you drive away. And then you drive onto the lawn and say you're going to kill your, his, your mom. Mm-hmm. Granted, we still haven't even gotten to the gun yet. <laughs> we have not gotten to the gun yet. Like, oh my gosh, that's that's one of the crazier sides of the NBA. And it's like the NBA was like sick and tired of not being the top story, and even so, that wasn't the top story. That still wasn't the top story. <laughs> the NFL will continue to reign supreme. Man, you ch- <laughs> how about we hop on over to some good say. news here for the NBA? In fact, a couple hours ago, the all rookie teams were released. Oh, first and second team all rookie. I didn't even see that. Let's let's get your reactions on these here. So first, just just out of curiosity, give me five rookies you think might be on the first team. I honestly have no idea. You got come on, it's the NBA. You can guess. You, I don't know. Like There's plenty last, of rookies. Like this last year, rookie. Yeah, uh, that's where the rookie teams come from. Uh, Damian Mitchell. No, he didn't make either team. He didn't. Damian Mitchell did not make either team. That actually surprises me. I mean, there's me. some pretty obvious people. Come on now. How about we look at the number one overall pick, Kate Cunningham? Mm, yeah. What about that fella Cleveland picked up? What? Evan Mobley. Mobley. Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Scotty Barnes. Makes sense. Franz Wagner, Orlando's rookie. And Jalen Green are the first team. Hmm. So Jalen Green, Franz Wagner, Evan Mobley, Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes are your all-rookie first team. I still can't believe Davion Mitchell didn't get it, though. No, he's not on either team. Because he's like an athletic freak. He is an athletic freak, but I just don't think he put it all together quite yet. Huh. Second team, Herb Jones, who actually th- played very well in that series against Phoenix. Yeah. Josh Giddy, the Australian maniac from OKC. Man, those Australian players. <laughs> just Bones so Highland, brutal. my boy from Denver. Ayo Dosamnu, Chicago's point guard, and Chris Duarte from Indiana are your all-rookie second team right there. Wow. Pretty impressive stuff there. Shout-out to my boy Bones. 26th overall pick. Although, un- not unfortunately, but there, there were two people who were either drafted or not drafted after him. Ayo Dosamnu was a second-round pick. Herb Jones wasn't even drafted. Obviously, big mistake for a lot of those people now. But let me get, let me name you a couple of people who did not make the all rookie teams. Jonathan Kaminga, affectionate oh, affectionately known as the Cum Bucket. Yep, that is something Golden State's fans I, gave him. I did see that. Davian Mitchell. That's so weird. Alperen Singun. Jalen Suggs. That is a bit weird to me. Zaire Williams. Jose Alvarado. Austin Reeves. Josh Christopher, Trey Murphy the third, and Cam Thomas. Hmm. So those are just the, those are the all, all uh, those are the other rookies who received votes who did not make it onto either team. That's interesting. Jonathan Kaminga missed it by five points. Wow. For, he had forty-seven. Chris Duarte had fifty-two. Dang. Yeah. 
Kind of crazy stuff there. Speaking about rookies, you know what else happened this week? The NBA lottery. The lottery happened. Now, for those of you who don't know, the lottery is a little bit different than it would be in your typical NFL. It's mm-hmm. not just the worst team with the worst record gets the number one overall pick. Shout out to all those people who got a Zion Shout out to all tattooed the- as a Nick. As a Knicks fan. Shout out to Knicks fans who have to live with that for the rest of their life or have to pay to get that result removed. So, in the NBA, the worst three teams with the worst records have an equal amount of chance at getting the first the top overall pick. But that doesn't guarantee that any of them will actually get it. Nope. Now, this year, one of those three teams did end up getting it. It was either Detroit, Houston, Orlando. Orlando got the first round pick or the first overall pick. But Detroit dropped out of the top four. I know. They're, they're down the to five, pick. dude. That's so rough. So, top four are looking like Orlando, OKC at number two, yep. Houston at number three, Sacramento got the number four pick. They moved up. And then Detroit got the number five pick. Yeah, dude. I don't even understand the point of tanking in the NBA anymore. Because as long as you're in what, the bottom, like, four or five. You got a chance at the top overall pick. Yeah. Like, I think, like, even, like, six and seven seventh worst you have like a 0.1 percent chance still of getting mm-hmm. it that's so <laughs> can you imagine can i also just point out the number eight pick in this nba draft is technically still the lakers until it conveys after the new year to the pelicans Jeez. so the pelicans also get this year's so they get the update uh, they made the playoffs and they get the number eight overall pick not a bad spot to be if you're no, the Pelicans. No, not at all. Especially with Zion coming back. Zion Supposedly. comes back. Hopefully, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram. You got a strong core there. You know, you throw in Jonas Valanciunas. You got Herb Jones there as well. That Pelicans you got the, team the little tough. sneak, the free Cozy Alvarado off the bench. That Pelicans team just looked like they were missing something, and I think that something was Zion. Zion is something very big to be missing. Um, just like because they still played really well because they kind of still even without Zion. Or when they did have Zion, it's like, okay, but they still need kind of something. And I think that's what McCollum brought. Yeah. McCollum's here and Zion's gone. So now when exactly. they're both playing, I When think, you put it all together, that that's a very and good team. Brandon Ingram is getting better. You mean the Jazz Killer? Yes, I do mean the Jazz Killer. The Jazz Killer. Not anymore, though. I think he just destroys any team now. He's gotten to that point where he's... No team wants to face that dude anymore. He got away from the Lakers. I think, you, ju- I think you just got PTSD. I did. <laughs> but But seeing how good he is... It seems like whenever you get out of the Lakers organization, you seem to do pretty well. That's fair. That's 100% true. Can't even deny that. Because what was LeBron? Like, freaking amazing. And then he went to the Lakers. And, I mean, he won the title in the bubble. But let's be fair. If any other team won the title in the bubble, their teams would be defending him, too. Yeah, but at the same time, like... Of course, not everyone's team blew a 3-1 to lead in that in that um, bubble, so we won't, we won't uh, even go you, into... Who are you talking about? I don't know. The Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers did that against the <laughs> Jazz, um, nah, as they both did mention, it in a row. Now we ain't going to mention Including them. having a chance to win it on the last shot of the series, but again. We don't talk about that shot. <laughs> and Donovan's depression when it didn't go in. Oh, that wasn't just After his Mike depression. Shot that was everyone's depression. <laughs> I don't know. I was pretty elated. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> that, okay. Let's let's head on back over to the, the lottery here. I just, so, I just have to say, though, that was one of the most exciting series I've ever seen in my life. 100%. 100%. Anyways. If we hop back over to the lottery, though, there's no really no clear-cut number one. Nah. Like, last year, it was pretty clear Kate Cunningham was going to be the number one overall pick. There wasn't really much debate on that. But this year, at the moment... It sounds like a three-man race. Got Paolo Bencaro from Duke. Mm-hmm. You got Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. 
And then you've also got Jabari Smith from Auburn. So you can either take a 6'10 power forward and Jabari Smith, who was the best shooting power forward in college. It's not it's it's not every day you find a 6'10 man that can shoot over 40% on threes. No. And can defend at a level that he can. You could take the freak of nature in Chet Holmgren. It's like 7'1". Oh now, he gosh. is a bit lean, but this man, I think, was like third in the college with blocks. And he's he's pretty athletic. Not only that, he can also stretch the floor. He can shoot the three. He does have to be a little more. He's got to be a little bit better not getting into foul trouble because that's one big thing that affected him during the tournament, March Madness tournament. He was constantly in foul trouble. And then you've got Paolo Bancaro. The Duke kind of do it all. He took over that game against Michigan State and yeah. willed them into the next round. Yeah, he did. He's at, I, I personally think out of the three, he's the best passer. He's a very good defender. He's 6'10", small forward. He can shoot. He can create his own shot. It's kind of a jack of all trades. I think he has the lowest floor of it, or the highest floor of anyone out of the three. Right. I think he's the safest prospect. I, I, I honestly think he can become an all-star. Chet Holmgren, I think, has the highest ceiling in the sense that you could literally get something in the mold of potentially like a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. You could get a defensive player like a Rudy Gobert out of him. Well, and what's crazy is Orlando could use all of that. Like, well, well, you, well, you got to look because they do have a solid center in Wendell Carter. First full season, he averaged double digit, double digit rebound, double digit points. He averaged a double double in the Orlando. Mm-hmm. They have their point guard in Cole Anthony. They don't really need a point guard forwards. That's definitely something they could. But they do have Franz Wagner who could play the three. I think that's what he's been playing as a three. So if you're looking at a four, personally, I think they're looking at either Chet Holmgren just because he can play the four if needed. Or Jabari Smith. I think they'll end up going Jabari Smith because I think he'll be the best fit for them in terms of what they actually need. And then I could definitely see OKC picking up Chet Holmgren and then Paolo Bancaro falling to Houston at number three. Right. It'll be interesting because, like you said, there's no clear cut right now. And the top three teams that are going to be picking Orlando, Oklahoma, and Houston all could use really any of that. Like, really. Yeah. Like, poor Oklahoma, dude. (laughs) I don't know if it's poor. If I'm Sam Presti, the GM, this man might be like, hmm, wonder what I can get for the second overall pick this time. Yeah. It's just sucks. At this point, he's going to be drafting LeBron James's great-grandchildren with the – he's going to have the entire first round of the 2050 NBA draft. All 30 picks are going to be the OKC Thunder. My gosh. <laughs> At this rate, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's true. But it's, it's kind of crazy, honestly, because, again, the NBA draft is still a couple months away. There's still plenty of time for these, you know, these prospects to be able to build their stock and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you, you just never really know. When it comes to draft night, I mean, no matter what sport, just drafts are unpredictable as heck. Right. I mean, if you just look back at the NFL draft, how many trades did we have in the first round alone? Well, and who expected Drake London to be the first to go that quick? Uh, yeah, no one expected. Also, I, even though I know it's got closer, Trayvon Walker still shouldn't have been number one, but that's a that's a that's a thing. That's something for something else. Also, who expected Malik Willis to fall to the third round? Yeah, kind of crazy. I can't believe the Steelers didn't grab him. I personally like the Kenny Pickett pick. I know I like it too more than Malik Willis, su- but I'm surprised that they didn't. I'm su- I'm still surprised that they didn't go for Malik. You just missed a pretty petty turnover by Luka Doncic, but it's okay. Well, I know how I'm much not you love shocked. him. Shocked. He's 
He's annoying. As good <laughs> as he is. As good as he is, he is annoying. I, I will. I was gonna. I was gonna. Like, you're yeah, gonna he, say. You're gonna say overrated. No, I was gonna say he sucks, and then it's like that's just being stupid. Yeah, that's just being stupid. And he just turned it over again. Well, maybe he is being kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're not looking very hot right now. But anyways, let's kind of dive into of these which, playoffs. Here. Yeah, let's go into the playoffs, man. Like, let's talk about the Bucks and six uh, Sixers. Wow, Bucks and the Celtics. What went wrong for Milwaukee? I I think Giannis over I Giannis I think Giannis overcompensated a little bit. He just took some really bad shots. Like he did a lot of weird layups that just didn't go in. When honestly he could have probably just dunked it. <laughs> like honestly, um, he took too many offensive fouls. Um, and then it just doesn't help that Middleton wasn't there. If Middleton is in playing, that's way different. That's a whole different story because at the end of the day, Chris Middleton, good defender. He can create his own shot on offense. He's an all-star for crying out loud. Mm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, not having his second option really did hurt because they were essentially building a wall on Giannis and they couldn't stop him. So, at the end of the day, Giannis had, did not have the help that he needed. They forced – it's like they kind of forced Giannis to think he had to do it all. Because, now, honestly, some of the shots that Giannis took or missed weren't really – Shots he should have taken or missed. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. It's almost like they mentally got to him, not actually physically got to him. Because I don't sure. know if you can actually yeah, physically, I don't think you can physically match up with him. Yeah, that's just a whole different story, though. But, like, some of these layups that he just missed, I'm like, bro, your hand's like two inches from the rim. Just freaking slam just dunk it. it. Like, just dunk it. You're more than likely going to get a call, and you're strong enough to where you're going to put it down. Like, I don't know. It was very interesting. What did the Celtics do right in this series, though? Especially closing out in Game 7, being down 3-2. Well, I think they learned from game uh, what was it five, um, where Marcus Smart just threw all that crap away, or was that game six? That was game five. Game five. Was game five. Where Marcus Smart like he had the ball in the last couple positions, like thirty right? seconds of the game, and lost it both times. Um, they learned, and Marcus Smart came to play his game six. I think he shot like and hit six threes or something, like something crazy like that. Like he went off and. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They freaking – I mean, Al Horford was pretty good against Giannis. That was very kind of – that, like, evened it out. That actually, I think, not evened it out. That would have evened it out if Middleton was playing. But because of how good Al Horford matched up with him, um, then that is what um, kind of gave them such a big advantage is they had someone that could actually match with Giannis, and there was no one else that could really match with Tatum or even Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart was there taking on anybody and everybody. Fun fact about the Celtics, this is now their 37th Eastern Conference Finals. Isn't it like second most or something all time? Or third or something like that? It's the most all time. It's the most all time? Guess how many Eastern Conference Finals there have been. How many? Take a guess. Like 50? 60? 74, which means they have been exactly in half of wow. all Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. This is their 37th. That's There's been 74. This is exactly nuts. half. Granted, a big part of that was Larry Bird. and like. Uh, but I mean, obviously, that doesn't include all the uh, Bill Russell teams either. Mm-hmm. But the point is, that's still really impressive. There's a reason the Eastern Conference Finals trophy is called the Larry Bird trophy now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for yeah there's a reason it's a Larry Bird trophy now. <laughs> oh, but that's kind of crazy. Let's hop on over to how about the biggest disappointments in the second round? Not the entire playoffs because we still have the Jazz, but 
Oh my <laughs> I'm just kidding. They the didn't Phoenix Suns. Okay. Oh. The, I will admit, the days leading gosh. up to Game Seven, something Dude. did just feel off, and you kept saying that you feel like Mavericks could pull this off. It, but at any point, did you expect the Suns to be down by so over forty points? Here's, so here's the thing. No, first answer your question. No, I did not expect that at all. I don't think anybody expected that. Nobody. Well, I also didn't expect because, like, like I, yeah, I said this. I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I told you, like, I had a very sneaky suspicion that the Mavericks were going to do something about it and they were going to pull it off. I didn't want it to happen. But I also didn't want to say it was going to happen because it's like it's Chris Paul and Devin Booker on like the team that won the most out of the whole NBA. Yeah, like they, I, like what? They killed them, and I slaughtered them. Like it, for those of you who weren't able to watch the game and understand just how rough of a game this was as a Suns player fan, anything having to do with that organization, the Suns players, the entire team. Had 27 points at the half. Yep. And Luka, For perspective, Luka Doncic had, had 27. 27 points at the half. Just himself. For the series, Luka Doncic had oh, more points than oh Devin Booker. Oh, gosh. I saw this crazy More stat. rebounds than DeAndre Ayton. Yep. More assists than Chris Paul. Jeez. More steals than Chris Paul. Or Mikael Bridges, sorry. Yep. Who was a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. That's for the series. Literally, he took every one of these players' strength and said, screw you. There was... I'm going to kill you guys. I think there's something went bad in the franchise. Like, somewhere. Like... Well, let's start with this. Because their chemistry was just awful. It was so bad in that game. Like, it... It's like Chris Paul turned 37 and the world, like, just fell apart. Like, yeah, it, he was not the same after his Well, thir- Monte Williams, I like, guess, called out DeAndre Ayton. Oh, it was so bad. Now, this is based off of what Lil Wayne said. No one can confirm this from the Suns organization or has confirmed it as far as we know. Right. But Lil Wayne was sitting courtside game seven. He's a good friend of Chris Paul's. And yeah. based off of what he heard, he basically – this is what Monte Williams said to DeAndre Ayton. Are you sure you want to play? And then DeAndre Jeez. Ayton basically is like, no. And Lil Wayne – thought he heard Monty say you quit on us you basically quit on this team yeah and he only played three minutes in the second half well and here's the thing you almost believe that because of like you like you just said like he didn't look like he cared no it, when he was playing it didn't look like he was like no to be fair this last offseason was when DeAndre Ayton became eligible for the max contract the Suns did not want to offer it to him he Boy, was the number one pick in his draft. He should have taken a lesson from Jalen Brunson, dude. Because Jalen Brunson, like, he is going to get paid this summer. Let me give you a couple names in that same draft, though, that have been offered the max contract. Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. That one's a pretty smart one. Yeah. Trey Young. Can't argue. No. Not as good as Luka, but still can't argue. No, but he... Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yeah. Not near the level of the other two. I know. It's, but like still, the, it's like those two are like on such a different level. Exactly. It's hard to like... Here's the interesting one. Michael Porter Jr. Oh from my, that same that draft also got, got paid you know way... what the, You know what the difference is, though? His, unlike Luka and Trey Young, he has about half the guaranteed money as the other two. Which what, he should. What, what the Nuggets did is that they made it very incentive-laden with how many games he plays, what his stats are like. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. 
And so, yes, it still it still looks like on the surface it looks like a bad contract for the Nuggets, but I still feel like the Suns should have and done something similar with DeAndre Ayton. Like, sure, well, he's not on the he's not on the level of Luka Doncic. Well, and see, that's what I that's what I'm saying when he should have taken a lesson from Brunson because I think Brunson didn't get offered anything either. Like from like from me, Dallas, yeah, from Dallas. So Brunson, instead of throwing a fit, he went out there and is still like they're in the conference finals right now like playing super well playing super well just if for, if for perspective you look think, at round one you don't think a team would have picked up Aiden if he had done that 110% oh my gosh like, he's expected to get the max contract this offseason from another team teams to look still? at are like oh yeah he's 100% expected to get it hmm. look at a team to potentially get him in the Detroit Pistons they have the cap space Portland has the cap space OKC has the cap space. There's a lot of teams that could use them. There's, but there's only about five that will actually have the cap space to do it. And the Suns are the only ones who can do the five-year. Everyone else can at least do a four-year. Yeah. Here's another fun nugget about the Suns. Prior to hiring Monty Williams, you know who the head coach was? You might not remember him. He was only a one. He was only head coach for a year. Who was it? Igor Kokoshkov. I actually do remember that weird name. I remember Igor that. Kukushkov. You know what his job was what? prior to taking the Suns head coach? What? He was the head coach of the Slovakian, or not Slovakian, the Slovenian national team. Also, huh. you know who was on that team? Luka, right? Luka Doncic. You yep. know who he wanted the Suns to take with the number one overall pick? Luka Doncic. You know who the Suns said were not taking with the number one overall pick and then fired said person? Luka Doncic. So they fired Igor Kukushkov, did not take Luka Doncic with the number one overall pick. Oh, man. They still got a solid player in DeAndre Ayton, but again, he is just not on the level of Luka Doncic. No, there's Luka Doncic is something else. Especially in these playoffs. This, yeah, exactly. If that Sun Series proved anything to you, it's that he's something else. Oh, my else. gosh, dude. I mean, well, there's not a lot of players that when they're on the court, they literally control the whole pace of the game. Exactly. Like, that is so crazy when someone can do that. Because it doesn't look, like from an eye perspective, it doesn't look that crazy. But then, like, he makes great shots, and it's like, wow, he's so good. But, no, when you look at actually how he slows the game down, mm-hmm. like from an analytic standpoint, it is so freaking impressive. Well, again, he's not a LeBron James. He's not just going to run you over. He's not built like a tank. He will flop like LeBron, though. <laughs> that is one thing he does do like LeBron. He, do- he does um, flail his own arms a little bit, we'll say. But, no. You take away the flopping. I mean, even without the free throws, this man is still. There was a stat I see, saw like a midseason. You take away his free throws, he's still a top five scorer in the league. See, and that's one of the reasons it bothers me when I watch him play. Because I've always said, if you just play hard, you you don't need to flop. Like, oh, okay, this is kind of moving on a little bit, shifting. Did you see that um, Sacramento is doing a second interview with the. Uh, with their head coach? Really? Mm-hmm. I could have sworn they've already confirmed. Uh, they've already signed him, though. It's official. I think I saw something today where they're doing a second interview. I remember looking at that, and I was like, oh, wait. I almost sent it to I, you. I mean, they did hire an associate head coach. Maybe that's what you saw. What was the – I don't think so. They hired Denver Nuggets' Jordy Hernandez as the associate head coach. Let me see if I can find it because, no, it was it – was, uh, Cause I thought it was pretty wild. That, that was about a, that was a year or not a year ago, an hour ago, <laughs> a year ago. Um, it, and this is from the official Twitter of the Sacramento Kings. 
Coach Brown making his first coaching hire, bringing on Jordy Fernandez from the Denver Nuggets. Who was it that was getting another interview then? It must have been someone else. Because I thought, oh, dang. Because they, 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 they were hiring for an assistant coach, but that's it. Huh. Also, can I can we just go back to the 2018 draft one more time? Yeah. Do you know who the top five picks of that draft were? Who? DeAndre Ayton was number one. Number two was Marvin Bagley the third to the Kings. Number three was Luka. Number four was Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Led the league in blocks this last year. Part of the number two Grizzlies. Number five. Was number five. I forget who number five was, but point is. Anyways, the point <laughs> is, I forget who number five was in that 2018 draft. Point uh, is, there's an oddball in there. Tell me who you think it was. Uh, Luca. <laughs> well, I mean, I you're mean, technically not wrong the there. One, yeah, because like, oh, you... duh, it was Trey Young. Wow, I shouldn't know that one. But Trey Young was the yeah, he was the pick at number five. One of the five is an imposter. What were the five again? DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Luka, Jaron Jackson, Trey. Sounds like uh, Marvin Bagley might be a little uh, early. He's there. the only one not with their team still. <laughs> yep. Everyone else is still on that same team. Someone was picked a little ahead of their uh, position where they should have Just been. Just ever so slightly. To be fair. Because no one's putting. To be fair, being drafted by the Kings is rough. Yeah. Look at a player who absolutely wanted to actually do something in Sacramento and Tyrese Halley Burton. Like, that man cried when he got traded. Like, he actually wanted to do something in Sacramento. That's so rough. Yeah, I still can't believe they traded him for Demonis Sabonis. That's a whole nother conversation. Yep. But again, these are the decisions the Kings are making. There's a reason they're the only team who hasn't made the playoffs in 16 years. That's a really long time. <laughs> That's a really There's long a reason time. They, it's just... It befuddles me. It confuses me. It's confusing as heck. Like, what is Sacramento doing? Oh, wait. Nothing good. No, nothing good. That's crazy. But, no, man. That's uh, it's a lot that happened this week. <laughs> uh, just quite a bit that's going on there. Let's talk about the two finals real quick. Eastern and Western finals. So, Celtics and Heat played yesterday. Obviously, no Al Horford. No Marcus Smart. That definitely hurt them in the second half because, let's be honest, yep. they were getting and killed think, on the boards. And I think Horford is, is expected to miss game two as well. Yeah, he's in protocols. Marcus Smart mm-hmm. is aiming for a game two return, but he, it's not confirmed. He, he was act not not quite probable for game one, but he was very optimistic. So they, I wouldn't like be surprised if he's going to play game two. His MRI and stuff they did came back totally clean, negative, everything looked fine. But it was just enough to where he couldn't. So yeah. I would be kind of shocked if he doesn't come back for game two. But holy crap, who was that Williams guy with the freaking afro, basically, that started in in place? Robert Williams? He was great that first half of the year. He's still amazing. Yeah, he he played awesome. It's just like, I thought, I was like, man, Heat's going to get a rude awakening here because they really haven't had that tough of a playoffs, to be fair. Like, out of every series, I think they've had the weakest ones. Well, to be fair, nobody expected the shell of James Harden. No, no, no. Yeah, no one expected that, but still, because he was the shell of James Harden, they really haven't and had Joel that And Joel Embiid tough. did everything he could. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. You were playing against a Joel Embiid who had a broken face and, and to a messed be fair, up hand. If so, there's one team you did not want to face as the eighth seed, which was Atlanta, they did a heck of a shot. A heck, I, you have to give them their credit in the sense that they shut down Trey Young. 
Like again, he had more turnovers than buckets made in that series. Yep, that's what. And then Mavericks the shell of James did, uh, Harden did not look any better. That's kind of crazy. That's what Mavericks did to Paul, uh, Chris Paul. That's what I'm saying. Like it was just a crazy series, or just it's been a good, it's been a good playoffs. <laughs> and if there's anyone that's always been counted out in the NBA, it's Jimmy Butler. I know, and I because don't know why. Like he's proven it. Like, like can you it, imagine if he was on the Sixers right now? It, in the words of the Almighty Jimmy Butler. Tobias Harris over me? Yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, dang, dude, this guy was... And he has every right to say that because at the end of the day... I mean, because honestly, has Jimmy have Butler, the... like, has he ever really, like, I don't know, like, gotten he ha- worse? He helped carry the Wolves, the T-Wolves, to the playoffs in a season there. Yeah. He like, also helped the Bulls be relevant when he was still with the Bulls, went to Philadelphia... And uh, to be fair, that one Philadelphia season, that you look at that team, it's like, holy smokes, how did you not win a ring that year? <laughs> because they ran into the claw of destiny and the well, shot of fate. that one shot. That okay, bounced. but they let it be there. Still, I'm just saying, like, that was just, like, the luckiest and unluckiest shot for both teams. It was, it was a shot, and at the end of the day, it happened. It happened. No, it was one of the coolest things to ever see. But just, like, if you're looking at it from either side... It's either the luckiest if you're on the Raptors, it's the unluckiest if you're on the Philly, because mm-hmm. that literally could have gone any other way. Anyway. It's true. It's so, true. But at the end of the day, Canada be dancing. Uh, yep. And then he left. And then, and then, <laughs> and then he, left. he left. But for hey, Paul George. And then he left for Paul George, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah. Um, 25-point comeback against the Jazz. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So we don't got to talk about it. So right now the Heat are up one zero. I think Celtics are. I'm still riding with the Celtics. To Celtics win it all. in. I'm gonna say Celtics in six. That was gonna be my same guess too. I think Celtics in six. I think these first two games are really just for the Celtics to get healthy again. Yeah, w- they don't have Horford. Smart is still not playing. Because they still played really good without them in the first half. They looked unstoppable. They looked like the it, Celtics it who absolutely almost, smothered it the Brooklyn. Almost Nets. made me think they might have been a little fatigued. Because they haven't really stopped since mm-hmm. they started. Like, the Heat have gotten a couple of little breaks. Yeah. Celtics have not stopped. So, if they do lose, I think that would be why. is because of fatigue reasons. But now Al Horford's getting rest. Marcus Smart is getting rest. Put them back in. Exactly. Give a whole new energy. But I th- Jalen Brown's I, also got to be better on this free throw shooting, though. Like, I feel like that's a common problem. Can I just say, we both literally were just talking about how not to underestimate Jimmy, and now we're taking the Celtics in six. Well, no, because <laughs> well, Jimmy Butler is as good as he is. Tatum is that dude. Tatum, Tatum has been that man in these playoffs. I cannot and argue Jalen Brown is ascending as well. Yes. Al Horford, if you can take on Giannis, you can take on anybody. It's true. It's true. So it's as much as I do love Jimmy Butler, and I don't understand why people count him out, it's, it's kind of like... When he goes against teams like when he went against LA in the finals, that dude was the only guy doing anything. But this year he does have a little bit more help, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the Celtics. You got Jason Tatum, who I arguably say could be MVP next year easily if he keeps if he if he keeps that up. Jalen Brown, who honestly could be a most improved player if he keeps going this way. I could 100%. see that happening. Yep. Al Horford, as long as he sticks around, and even their backup, like what Grant, what was his name, first name Williams, Grant Williams, was it Grant Williams? Yeah, Grant he, Williams or Robert Williams? 
Oh my gosh! Either Williams. either one, dude. What was it? Grant Williams? I freaking hit. Grant like, Williams was shot the one sixteen threes, eighteen threes, and eight hit seven, th- and none of those threes were like bad shots. No, they were good shots. Exactly. They were almost like he missed. I think a few at the beginning. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, why but, is he still he, shooting? But a, then he started. Career, yeah, he's a career forty some percent free throw shooter. Like he's not, or not free throw, but <laughs> he's not Shaq. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is Shaq that good? Like, no, Shaq actually was 52%. Oh, all yeah, right. I know. He was in the 50s. Oh, okay, Sorry, right. let me rephrase that. Um, <laughs> he's not Andre Drummond or DeAndre or Jordan. Or like Ben Simmons or Rudy or, Gobert. Or or... <laughs> Those guys, basically. Yeah. He's not them. He can actually make one. Point is. Point is, both of the Williamses were freaking fantastic. Exactly. Man, I seriously, every three he shot, I wasn't like... Why are you shooting that? Like, it was just a catch and shoot, like, almost open three. I think the mm-hmm. average distance was, like, nine feet when he shot that from someone nearest defender to him. Like, the jeez, I remember watching that. I'm like, they're going to let him shoot that again? <laughs> and oh then he God. started going off. And then once he started hitting them, oh, my gosh, dude. So, so we're, we're both going Celtics and six here. Yeah, Celtics. Let's hop on over to the West. Game one's going on right now. Mavs are down only by 21 or something like that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair. One blowout game does not mean you're going to lose think, the series. I think Warriors take this in five. That was literally going to be my guess, too, because was Warriors in five. I just could, because... I think Luka will scrape one out. It Maybe two, but I I don't really have that much confidence in two. I think he'll... I think they'll win maybe a game in Dallas, and then Golden State will finish it at home. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. I want to be different this time. Let's go Warriors in seven. Okay. Yes. Let's go Warriors in seven here. I think that's just wishful thinking. <laughs> it's very much wishful thinking, but I don't want to have the same guess as you again. <laughs> yeah, I I just Yeah, because I think Dallas uh is decent. Look but, at that. See, that man's got the heart of a ch- oh my goodness, but he can't shoot to save but, his life. But Steph Curry in the playoffs, Clay Thompson, if they hit the game six, it's over. <laughs> like because Clay Thompson, for some reason, just is like, you know what? I'll show up this time. Yeah, (laughs) Game Six Clay is something special. That's for sure. But even, but just Curry in the playoffs, with there being an actual crowd now, not like the bubble where there was like really awkward. Like honestly, I'm gonna say Mavs in seven just because. Let's let's ride with the Luca. The, that would be the only reason why. Let's ride with the Luca, and I feel like Jalen Brunson's gonna have a Utah Jazz esque game. Uh, Even if it's just for one game, maybe. I kind of hope he does. Just cause just I, just look at Steph Curry the same way you look at Donovan Mitchell. I wish Donovan was as good as Curry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. That, that that's I don't want to say that's an insult to Curry, but it, it, it kind it's of not, is. It's not quite. But it's, at the same time, it's like uh, kind it's of. It's like because can because can Curry dunk like Donovan? But no he way. don't need to. Cause but he don't can, need can to. Can Donovan can, shoot like Curry? Not he as can't offensively, even, no. He can't even pass like Curry. Curry's a better passer. Curry's a better shooter. Yeah, Donovan has gotten better at passing, though. That is to one the thing other he, team. No, no. Remember, he's averaged more passes to the other team than he did to Rudy. <laughs> okay, that's just because he didn't want to pass to Rudy. <laughs> oh, but, my goodness. Because Donovan has come up with some flashy passes now. Yeah, but that's true. But regardless, so, I don't know. I... I I literally see the Mavericks maybe pulling out one. I I almost wanted to say sweep. I, I'm I'm still gonna I'm gonna stick Warriors in seven as my official guess, and then we're gonna have Celtics Warriors final. That's something we're both looking at, and that I think would be an extremely exciting. That would final. be because I honestly so don't think much fun outside of Draymond Green on the Warriors. I don't think anyone can really guard Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Well, can anybody even match Al Horford? 
Not no, really. Not really. So but at the same time, you got to understand if the, the Warriors are a very heavy three-point shooting team as well. So can Al Horford? What can he do on the three? On especially defending the three. True, but Al Horford can also shoot the three. He can shoot it, but not nearly as well as your Steph Clay or even Jordan Poole. No, but you're also not expected to when you're in that position. It's true. So it's. I would be shocked if it goes any other way. To be honest. But I would love to I, I, honestly again it's the NBA super exciting super, a lot more going on here also just just a quick shout out to the NHL here Colorado Avalanche going all the way they are going to tear up the St. Louis Blues they're already up 1-0 um and then Florida y'all going to lose in the second round cuz Tampa Bay they just think, got your number I think there's a hockey I think there's one on right now Yeah there's still, always a couple games on right now it's the yeah. second round only so Well if this game gets boring maybe we'll switch it <laughs> cuz this game is starting to get a little boring Oh and Jordan Poole with the buzzer beater Yeah this game might be a little bit over well, And anyways. hey they were down by 24 now it's only 19 Yeah but they weren't fixed. Don't forget they've come back from larger against the same team But anyways guys we'll see Guys, again, right. wonderful time. Enjoy having you guys listening along on the ride. If you have anything specific you'd like us to talk about, don't forget to send oh, us any messages. Oh, especially because next week is going to be our debate with the bearded breakdown. Especially so debate anything if you, specific. If you have anything you want us to talk about, let us know. You can hit us up on our own socials as well. Just It would be interesting to see if one of you guys could come up with a topic we talk about. That would be interesting to see. But... Cool. No, this has been awesome. And again, you know where to hit us up at, and we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Hey, appreciate y'all. We'll talk to it later.